Well, here we are again at Wilson's Corner. It's David Patrick Wilson here. And, uh, you know, the pandemic is just swinging right on through big time. And um, I'm sure that at some point, um, whoever's left will be able to pick up the pieces once again. But um, Porky is uh, obviously chomping at the bit to bring out federal troops and put them in the streets. He uh, He's threatening uh, to do it first in New York because, of course, he wants to uh, patronize and, and, and castrate uh, Cuomo's efforts. You know, anybody that's got bigger hands than him, I suppose. But the fact of the matter is, um, this horror that is called COVID-19, I am quite certain as the days roll by that... Uh, they have a vaccine already for it. There's been stuff circulating about some of that. Um, but not only have they got it, but obviously he's been inoculated with it, along with the stupidity needle, uh, because he is by far the most idiotic man on the planet. I mean, he doesn't even have the ability to string together three co- coherent sentences Two, one, I have yet to hear him, you know, get through one sentence without making some kind of sense, you know. I mean, making some kind of nonsense out of it. The man is just, uh, it's frightening, people. It's really frightening. And, you know, the culture is ground to a halt. And if you would have told me that, you know, that there was a way to stop the the American pop culture from continuing to proliferate and and extend itself. I mean, this is one way to, first of all, everywhere in the world, uh, you know, I've been in this entertainment business now 50 years, and I've seen it grow 100 times. That's 100 times. That's not 100%. When I entered the industry in, in 1971, uh, out of the neighborhood playhouse, the, uh, the sum total of all of entertainment throughout the world at that time was somewhere around $260 billion. And that included, you know, live entertainment, that included... Uh, music and film and television and you know since then it's grown at double digit rates every year for the past 50 years and to the point where up until this incredible event slapped the brakes on the industry had grown to a 2.7 trillion dollar a year industry worldwide and of that the United States controlled somewhere around 70 to 75 percent of all of the output in entertainment. Now think about that. We are 3% of the world's power, 5% of the world's population, and we produced 70% or 75% of all of the entertainment in the world. And you know what we're producing today as a result of this great man's work? Zero. People are living off of reruns and old sports films and you know, as best they can, I guess, you know. I mean, it's one way to deal with addiction, I suppose. Cold turkey, everybody. You know? I mean, that was that's kind of old school. Watch them flip-flop around. Hear the bad news about the bad noise at home. Because there is no entertainment, really. I guess you're playing games. I guess you get gaming and things like that. 
Now they're talking about putting troops in the streets in California and New York. You know, the three major centers where he actually has absolutely been neuterized. You know, he's just, uh, he has no voice in any of these places, in any major population centers. You know, out the cow patch, he's, he's doing pretty well. And I guess you consider where I am here in uh, Goshen, New York, it'd be the cow patch. I mean, there's plenty of them here. Um, I, I, I mean, I, I do not understand his constituency. They are just, they're beyond ignorant. I mean, they are just totally, you want to talk about a wall? These people have walls all around them, starting at the neck. And uh, they refuse to allow anything intelligible or intelligent or conscious-laden or conscionable in any way into their immediate sphere. The only one that they allow in there is the echoing voice of this madman, and he is a madman. And people seem to think that he doesn't have the power, but the fact of the matter is, people, you gave him the power. You let him take the power. You let him steal the office. You didn't impeach when you had the opportunity in the Senate to, to actually remove him. I mean, he is impeached. You know, this guy is impeached. He, there is nothing that he can do about that ever. But what he can do now is he can make sure that he doesn't have to worry about being reelected because all he has to do now is suspend the elections based on the powers that he's assumed for himself. He just last week declared war on this virus after insisting that it was a hoax and allowing it to get so far down the road that it had to be dealt with in a warrior posture. He declared war on the virus. By declaring war on the virus and invoking the War Powers Act, he has ultimate control over everything that you see, hear, and read including anything and everything that's on this device, that's on this internet, that's on your phone or your computer, or he's got that power. He can shut it down. He can shut down New York. He can send troops wherever he wants to. He is the commander-in-chief, or the commander-in-cheat, or the commander-in-tweet, whatever you want to call him. He assumed that power. And I see people that are posting and they're saying, well, you know, he can't do this and he can't. Yeah, he can, people. He can. That's the horrible truth that you're living in right now. Trumpolina can do whatever he wants. And every day he gets himself a little bit farther down that road. He's testing, he's pushing, he's pressing the envelope to see how far he can go and what kind of reaction he can get. Now, you know, if he quarantines, if he, if he orders a quarantine and sends in troops, well, then he's really taking total control. Because right now, I mean, the way it stands, we have to agree to be quarantined, you know, that's the, the the whole thing about free choice. You have the, the the right to choose whether you want to stay indoors or whether or not you want to go outdoors or whether you want to travel or whether you want to be in company. Whatever, you get to choose that. But there is a responsibility with that. 
And you know, I did this work with Warner Earhart back in the day, where you know there was a there was a, an exercise they called uh, choose chocolate or vanilla, and then somebody would say chocolate, and they said, "Why do you choose chocolate?" Well, because I like chocolate. Well, okay, chocolate or vanilla, choose. Well, chocolate. Well, why chocolate? Well, because I told you I like chocolate. Oh, okay. Chocolate or vanilla, choose. And the whole idea is that eventually you get down to the point that you make the choice for no other reason than you made the choice. Well, we didn't make this choice, people. We did not choose Donald Trump. He was unchosen by more than 368 million people. You know, he claimed 65, he was beaten by 3 million votes. They stole the Electoral College because that's where the Russians targeted their campaign of interference to make sure that regardless of what the, the, the popular vote was, that the Electoral College, which rules the roost, out in, the, in, you know, in that shit-kicking nowhere, out in the middle of nowhere... People in states, yeah, great. They're great states. There may be wonderful people out there. I don't know. I mean, I've known more than a few. I haven't found too many that I thought were really thrilling. But the fact of the matter is, that's what put him in office. Because people weren't paying attention. They weren't honoring the the information that they were getting, the truth that they were getting. And so here we are. You know, here's a guy now that calls, that lies with impunity and calls other people liars and, and demands that the press show their sources. Well, that's kind of the thing about the free press. You don't, you can protect your sources. That's what Richard Nixon tried to do with the, you know, back in the day at the Washington Post and, you know, Bernstein and Woodward, right? Where's your sources, man? Deep throat. Who's deep throat? Well, I hate to tell you the part of the anatomy that we're getting it in now, folks. <coughs> we were getting it in the deep throat back then, I guess. I don't know. But now we're taking it in some other place altogether. Some place that I'm sure you're not going to really enjoy. I mean, maybe he does. But then again, you know, this guy likes uh, rubber sheets in Russian hotel rooms, too, from what I understand. <clears throat> and maybe one day we'll get to hear that tape, too. And maybe that'll show up when we get to see his tax returns. You know, there is nothing legitimate about this man or anything that he does or anything that his family is doing. He raised these people. It doesn't fall far from the tree, people. And he wants to create a monarchy and he wants to create a succession. And the the thought of it is just hideous. You know, these people are inbred enough as it is. We don't have to go down through a lineage of of monarchy to come up with George the Third, we got Trumpelstilski the First sitting right there on his throne, tweeting away. You know, I wish somebody could find the flush handle on that throne. 
and just take him right down with it. But I wish no ill towards anyone. I really don't. What I do wish is that this man, you know, by some miracle, by some divine intervention, would go completely, just completely flip, would have a complete character reversal and become something that he is obviously not. He's barely human. None of the, the thoughts that he has. This is a reptile. This is this man is reptilian, at the very best. I mean, you know. It's it's incredible. It's just incredible to me that he is where he is. Now that being said, there are many many great people in this country. There are many great Republicans. I'm sure. Where are they? Step up, people. We got to take this back. We cannot allow it to go down the sewer. This is, we are way too far down the road to allow anything like this thing to take over. We can't let that happen. And look at all of the people out there that he's totally disavowed their their efforts, really. He's, he thanks the people that stand with him and praise him Right? But the fact of the matter is, I'm sure that in those emergency rooms, they're not praising him. First of all, they probably don't have time. God bless all of those medical workers, I mean, that put themselves at risk and on the line. God bless everybody that's involved with this heroic effort to liberate ourselves from this horrible infection, this infestation, this plague that we're dealing with. And we will deal with it. It will be done. As God is my witness... I'm praying every day that he will intervene and lift us from this place. And because we are his children, I'm sure that that he will. What we do at that point is, you know, we're going to have to, you know, this guy is responsible because of uh, of his laxity in, in entering the fray and taking this thing on when it first showed up has cost hundreds and hundreds of deaths and by the end will cause thousands. I pray for everybody out there on the front line that's dealing with this. We're quarantined. We're doing the best that we can to keep it together. America, we love you. We know that you love each other. Show your love. Step up. Stand up against this demon. God bless you all.